I'm DM Sarah, and you are listening to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk podcast. This week, Morris, Peter, and Jessica talk about the San Diego Comic-Con previews for Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. In the news, previews for Spelljammer, a tease for Planescape, Doctor Who 5e, Doctors and Daleks has been released, and more, plus a brand new sketch about pitching an RPG film to a studio. This week on Morse's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. The podcast this week is sponsored by Second Century Fox, creators of the world's most entertaining and dramatic illusions. From comic tales of poor people being oppressed by the elite to dramatic fables about poor people being oppressed by the uh, elite to sweeping sagas about poor people being oppressed by... Look, can't they oppress someone other than just the poor people? I'm an equal opportunities oppressor. I've oppressed along with the best of them. Now, where's that screenplay I wrote? All the tabletop role-playing news. We aim to amuse, we aim to enthuse. And Morris is unofficial tabletop RPG. Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Russ, aka Morris, or Morris, aka Russ, and with me in this crowded portaloo this week is Beach Coffee from the Southampton Guild Roleplayers. Russ, as ever, it is a total delight to be here. I see once more we are blessed with the immense presence, the divine spark that is Jessica Hancock. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, well, it's been a month. You're a little rusty, Peter, but thank you for my intro. Yes, it's me, Jessica, from EN Publishing. We'll work on it. It has been a month since the three of us have recorded the podcast together. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's very, very crowded in here. I want to know whose idea it was to record in this tiny portaloo, because there really is not enough space for the three of us. I think that sounds like a business manager decision, so I'm blaming Jessica. I would never. Jessica, it's your fault. <sighs> This Jessica. is me just being quiet as I do, because Russ makes jokes and thinks they're really funny. And the best thing you can do is just be quiet and let them die slowly on their they own. They are really funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's time for the awfully cheerful question. If you have a question, tag us on the socials with hashtag awfully cheerful question or email us at morrispodcast at gmail.com. If we answer it, we'll send you a free book. A free book? We're far too generous. That's what I say. Jessica, do we have an awfully cheerful question? We absolutely do. It's from the internet. Would you like to hear about it? From the internet? Yes. That doesn't seem likely. So, specifically... Was it not delivered via Raven Mail? No, it was not. It was via Instagram, actually, which is on the internet. Anyway, so, Plays RPGs with Friends is their name, which is appropriate, because that's a nice thing to do, has an awfully cheerful question, which is, how do you know when it's time to wrap up a campaign, and how should you do it best? I, I have a slight sort of weird thing about that, that if I start a campaign, I insist on finishing it. Mm-hmm. Fair. I absolutely hate campaigns because so many campaigns seem to get dropped halfway through. Yeah, and I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. So if I if I start running a campaign, it's like this campaign is going to be finished. It will happen. So yeah. I I finish them when they're finished. 
I finished them when I get to the end. I don't. I don't. What you do know, you mean, I get to the end? How do you know they're done? Well, usually if it's a published one, I mean, it, okay, it, I yeah. will run the entire thing oh, okay. from start to finish, and okay. I'm not. I'm not going to stop halfway through. That's fine. So when People, it comes to homebrew yeah. stuff, it's harder to tell. I mean, I guess it's just you know, GMs suffer burnout, don't they? And it's a pretty common thing, and they stop wanting to do it. And at the same time, someone else has a great idea or something. They've recovered from their last batch of burnout and really enthused about a new idea and want to do that. And everyone just goes, okay, let's do that then. It's kind of, in my experience, how that works. Mm. Peter, what about you? Well, practically, it's when someone's circumstances change, like they're having a baby. Um, that's. That's fair. Uh, moving less, city. Less time. Uh, mm-hmm. the, probably the last big campaign I ran, like the full, full sized one. That was uh, that. I had both those things happen. I was like, okay, I hmm. uh, best wrap this up quick. <laughs> I'm well, a, I'm a that's kind of, deadline here. That's, that's that's kind of less you deciding when the campaign should end as it being decided for you in that case, though, isn't it? Well, uh, it, it was, yeah, it was a decision you made because you knew the players wouldn't be available and you mm. didn't want to run the campaign without those players. So you didn't think, yeah. oh, we'll just get new people to come in and do that. Mm. Yeah, that would have been very weird, and it sort of it was a it was very much a of its time campaign, which was it's lockdown, and for various reasons, we're all available on Friday mornings. Mm. <laughs> well, there you uh, go. Due to people working in evenings and so forth. Uh, so yeah, like scheduling clashes can sometimes kill a campaign, uh, but yeah, I think it's um, it's good for campaigns and stories to have ends. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I like I like to have an end in sight, so that. You don't get to the point where you're burning out and yeah. trying to think of what to do next. Well, with yeah. my long running campaign, I've been in for four, five years, yeah. maybe now. We've actually, we're in season three and we run it almost like a TV that, show. With the same characters? No, because each season has different characters. Oh, the old characters sometimes come back in and yeah. we see them as NPCs because it's all in the same universe and world. Mm. Um, but the reason that those campaigns come to an end is because it's reached that point in the story. Because usually we have, much like a TV series, there's a big bad for the season that's like the overarching theme that we discover as we go over time. And the first season was like two and a half years, so it took us a while to yeah. get there. Mm. Um but yeah, so when we've defeated the big bad, we've done the thing we want to do. And usually, because we, we're playing D&D 5th edition then, we're about 15th, 16th level, mm-hmm. which when it gets right. to that point, you're kind of godlike. So yeah. it's kind of like, we've told this story. Yeah. Um, but what we always tend to do afterwards as well is we do a little um, epilogue session afterwards. So after we finish the last campaign, we all go away and think about what our characters are doing afterwards. And then we just have a little session where we sit yeah. and... We're not necessarily role playing, but we're just saying, and this is what I think my character does afterwards, and then we just talk about things we liked about the campaign, mm-hmm. and then we have a few months break for the uh, the GM to not get completely burnt out, <laughs> and then we have another season, which can have mm-hmm. a totally different vibe, and we make new characters, but it's in the same world. Um, mm-hmm. So over the these three seasons, we've had some themes and narratives that have spun across all of them. But of course, because we've got different characters, they're not aware of that. But as players, we're like, oh my god, it's these guys again. But yeah, um, so basically, yeah. when you've done the thing you wanted to do in the campaign, when you've defeated the big bad, mm. that can be the Talking time. Talking of long campaigns, I've mm. had this urge just over the last week or two to revisit the original Dragonlance modules. Now, yes. that is a long, long campaign. I saw you 13 adventures. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, it's, it's probably more than I could sort of take on at this time. But it is a, a big, big, long campaign. And I just got this... You know, with 
track announce coming back and stuff like that. I've got I've got a bit of a nostalgic thing, and I've pre-ordered the new novel and everything, which mm. I'm going to get this, mm-hmm. uh, like August first, August second. That's really soon. Nice. Which is going to be dropping through my letterbox sometime soon. And uh, yeah, I just like I would quite like to just like run all those adventures again because I did run that entire campaign back in what early nineties, I think maybe. Okay, cool. I, I, yeah, it lasted like two provoke, or three years. Took ages. That does provoke two questions in me, possibly mm. three. Uh, the first is: Are you going to do it in advanced fifth edition? Are you going to do it? I'm not saying I'm going to no, do you it. Co- no, you committed. No, no, no. You committed to it. We all heard yeah, you say. This isn't, this isn't a promise. If you were to do it, would you do it in advanced fifth edition? Yes, I would do it in advanced fifth edition. Yes. Okay, uh, which brings me nicely to my second question. Second question, which is: Can I play? If it were to exist, which uh, I am not it, saying... If it were to exist, obviously... obviously this, this completely yeah. hypothetical yeah. game that doesn't exist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Course, yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, there you go. Thanks. Okay, then. Yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. Anyway, uh, all my questions are satisfactory answers. It's not actually a thing that's happening, so there is... There's not a thing that's I, happened yet. I understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would also ask to be in it, but I'm in three camp... I'm playing about three times a week at the moment, plus I'm doing the various podcasts in the evening. So, I think... I need to actually give some time to my other half to spend time with him. Because yes. <laughs> this weekend he was literally like, so are you free any evenings this week? And I was like, I'm not sure. Maybe Friday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the word. <laughs> RPG we're doing. It's well, well, being yes, in three campaigns is. is quite a lot. I mean, I don't think I've ever been in three campaigns at the same time before. I've been in two, but not three. Mm-hmm. And even two I felt was a bit too much. Like, I, th- I, I, I like one. I like one. At a time. I think I have taken on too much with it. But luckily the... Misfits That Fits campaign is going to end in August because it's like a short campaign. Yeah. So I think two campaigns might be enough. Maybe throw in some one shots here and there. That's yeah. manageable. I, I think I think the concept of having a end date that you, know, you mm-hmm. can be a bit flexible with, but saying, well, this campaign will end is a very important way to yeah. go in when you set up saying, this is not an open-ended time commitment where I expect your attention for I am going to run this, this this adventure, and then I'm going to stop yeah. that sort of thing. Or I'm going to yeah, run this yeah. series or of adventures. If or, you're homebrewing, I'm going to run for twelve weeks. Or all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I mean, we were doing six at the club, which was probably a bit short uh, because then it gives GMs a break and it lets players. Yeah, but to, to be fair, them. with with yeah. modern with modern scheduling of games, twelve weeks is actually three sessions. Because um, everyone can't make it. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. I, I think it just depends upon various things, but sure. Right. So we do some news. Yes, there is some this week. That's nice. so we're going to leave the D&D movie until last. Mm. Yeah, because that's the big Because news. that's a big, big topic of news. So we'll leave that mm. last. What I think we should do, we discussed this before the um, show. Yeah. There is a bit of negative news that we yeah. we decided we felt we should cover because it is news yeah. and people should know what's going on but we don't want to get into it in detail so we'll get this out of the way quickly now and then move on to much more fun news mm-hmm. straight after should we yeah. do that yeah, yeah the tsr news update so this is this is TSR Watch. TSR, as in the new TSR, not the old TSR, which we'll be talking about later. Oh. This is new TSR. Okay. So their Star Frontiers game, mm-hmm. one uh, is um, in dispute in the courts in America with uh, Wizards of the Coast. A, a copy of that has made it, a PDF copy of that has made it into the wild and has rapidly sort of proliferated throughout the internet as people looked at it and realised just how awful it is. There's various reasons for it being awful. 
Okay. But the main reason for it being awful is that it includes some very blatant, I'm not going to quote it, some very blatant and obvious and very clear racist, white supremacist style content baked into the rules. Yeah. Uh, in the terms of, in the terms of the character races that you can choose. Uh, and it's not pleasant reading and I'm not going to quote it. I just want to say it is there. It exists. This is what a company in our industry is doing at the moment. They are producing I just feel- a game where they're using racial slurs. Yeah. Yes. This, as yeah, character actual, classes. Yeah, yeah. Actual racial slurs. Yeah. Or character so, races. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and like uh, and like intelligence caps on certain demographics and things. It's not. Yeah. I think once you start off with racial slur has a name for your heritage. At that yeah. point, we're pretty much you can stop reading. Is like this is going yeah. to be gone. So this is this yeah. is, this game is written by Dave Johnson. I believe we covered this like a couple of months ago when his Twitter feed was discovered and there is this whole avalanche of really 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 unpleasant material i thought that was his facebook feed that was Was it facebook facebook's normally where you keep racism generally speaking okay well it might have been both it might have been both it might have been both anyway social media with um with racism on it. Uh, yeah, I mean, we we were discussing whether or not we discussed, uh, we're talking about this in the podcast, because we kind of don't want to give airtime and publicity to these people because it's an awful thing. But at the same point, I think if we don't discover, discuss it, people aren't aware that we have, still have... Shi- yeah, yeah, if you don't shine a light on the stuff that's going on, people won't know. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I imagine a lot of people that listen to this are the sort of people that wouldn't pick up that sort of game, wouldn't be interested in that. And so you kind of curate your social media feed. Yeah. So if you're not... A white supremacist or overtly racist, you probably don't come across these things. Yeah. But it or is an, real. Unless you're kind of industry plugged in like we are. Where yeah. You kind of, let, yeah. Let, let's really summarise it. If someone asks you to play Star Frontiers, just say no. Mm. <laughs> Save Hashtag yourself some time. No. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Yeah. So yeah. let's move on. Let's move on. It's your choice, it's not, obviously, yeah. but it seems like a terrible idea. Anyway. Yeah, we said we, said we weren't going to talk about news? it. Let's not talk about it. Let's move on. So let's talk about the other TSR, shall we? Oh. The real TSR. The TSR from the 70s, 80s. TSR version 1. Okay, 90s, yes. yes. The original TSR. So, Ben Riggs's book, mm-hmm. Slaying the Dragon. Remember last week? Uh, I can't remember. Who was I talking to last week? Who was I talking to the week before? I don't Me. know. Me. It was we, whichever, we whichever about one last of week. you I was talking to last week. <laughs> Interchangeable <laughs> co hosts. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we do look very similar. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, Russ um, judges purely based on hair length. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, so Ben Riggs um, was releasing stats as part of the promotion of his book of various um, sort of D&D, AD&D lines back in, back in the 80s and the mm-hmm. 90s. Um, so we now have a compiled chart oh. which looks at all of TSR's settings, every single one of them, and the sales figures of each. Oh, okay. Yeah. This, wow. is, this is one of those things that will mm-hmm. either end a million internet arguments about what's the best setting and what was more popular and that sort of stuff because people are really invested in the thing they like being the most popular thing. It, or it, it will start another thousand internet arguments, one of the two. I think or both the second. Yeah. I, I, think, I think saying whichever one's the best, you can say which one was the most commercially successful. Mm, that's not necessarily in, the same as In many people's game. minds, the two things are inextricably linked. So, these are the cumulative sales for each AD&D setting from 1979 to 1999. Okay. 
20 so years it's maybe to 20 years. Right. Okay. So right at the top, I mean, what, how do we want to do this? Should I read them in order or try and summarize it? What's the best way to do it? Maybe this? summarize it because I don't know if you reading from a graph on a podcast is the mm, most exciting it's thing. Exci- no, it's probably exciting not, yeah. Maybe you could do it in reverse yeah. order. What's, There's what's 14 settings. So there were 14 settings. Okay. Okay. I am going to do them in reverse order. I am going to do that. I'm going to do that thing. That sounds exciting. uh, It's exciting. Okay. (laughs) So, number 14, the least setting TSR setting was red steel. I don't don't know what these are. The thing is, you're going to find find that happens a bit. Some of the lower. Okay. So, number 13 was Karamikos. Karen? Yeah. Karamikos. Number 12, Maztica. That's a nice Greek lady. Sorry, what? Maztica. Maztica. Muscaf, I think I think that was like their um, kind of like um, sponsored by the car Mazda. I want to say mammoths and cave people or something. No, I think I think I, I I think that one was kind of like Aztecs and that sort oh. of theme. I'm not sure oh. though. Number eleven was birthright. Number ten was Planescape. Really low in this list. Oh, surprisingly, okay. I thought that would be way higher. Yeah, yeah, it's had a Num- game yeah. yeah, yeah. Number nine was Al Qadim. Ah, yes, that's the vaguely Arabic one. Yeah. Uh, number eight with Lankmar. Oh, yes, yeah. I saw the Fritz Lieber books, yeah. Yes, yeah, which I thought would be lower, to be honest. Oh, really? uh, I'm surprised that's... Number seven, Spelljammer. Right. Yeah, Number six... Come back, yeah. The, the, these ones you'll all have heard of now. Number six is Dark Sun. Yes, yes. Post-apocalyptic goodness, yeah. Number seven is Ravenloft. Ooh, horror. Dragonlance at number four. hey. Number three, I dispute that this is actually a setting. It's more a rule book, <laughs> toolkit rule book. The Oriental it? Adventures. It's slightly unfortunately named. Yeah, Oriental I was about to say that's not yeah. okay not today. Israel. Not Israel, yeah, no. yeah. You wouldn't you wouldn't call it that today, but that's what it was called at the time. Um, did it mishmash Japan and China together? Yeah, yeah. and I completely mean, ignore likely. Korea, which is so harsh. Poor Korea, never gets weaved about. Uh, so. And Number t- what well, was very very popular. I'm sure it was the number three. But uh, again, I th- I think it was a core cool rule book, not a not a setting. Yeah. So I think. But anyway, number two was Greyhawk. Yes, yes. Which um, has basically since the since since the sort of nineties disappeared pretty much, hasn't it? I, yeah, I, don't I, really I've never Greyhawk seen it in the wild. Wild. The phrase still exists, though. Are you going to so Greyhawk? So the salt, oh, sinister secrets of Salt Marsh. That book was set in Greyhawk. So one of the five e Adventure Party is set in Great York. Right, right. Okay. Uh, and then finally, at number one, as expected, The Forgotten Realms. Fair enough. Yeah. No surprise there at all. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that that is a. some No no, no massive surprises, I suppose. I just thought Planescape would be higher, that's all. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, pretty much as I would have expected, I think. Mm. Well, I've got a segue for Planescape. There is, uh, so Dungeons and Dragons, uh, they've got the new Unearthed Arcana Wonders of the Multiverse. That they do have. Mm. And they talked about the playable race of Glitching. Mm. Glitchlings. Glitchling. Glitchling, that's the one. And that sounds kind of like a Planescape sort of setting sort of thing, because didn't they have something like that in Planescape? Um, yeah, well, they had like the Modrons in Planescape. That's the one. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if this was like some sort of link in to that. But yeah, but they, but they basically, there's a video, um, on EM World. We can, there's like the 20 minutes they're talking about it, um, mm-hmm. on there. But they got different, like, kind of backgrounds, um, yeah. in there, new spells, this exploring mm-hmm. fate and child. There's loads of stuff going on there. But just that glitchling race kind of like 
sounded like a bit of a link to the Planescape setting in my mind. Yeah, I mean, these these Unearthed Arcanas tend to be a sort of like four-month lead to something, don't they? So, yeah. mm-hmm. And I think there's been a lot of speculation that Planescape was coming, and I mm-hmm. would not be surprised to see yes. Planescape. I would, yeah. ser- I would certainly describe a glitchling as mechanically robust. Yeah, I mean, they are from... 14 plus decks AC in your underwear. What even is that? So they're from the plane Mechanus, yep. or Mechanus, yep. or Mechanus. Yep. Uh, and Where the Mechana c- comes from, yep. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they are like a merge of magics and machines sort of thing. And they, they basically, they're very much like Modrons. You know what Modrons are in D&D? They're very, they feel to me a lot like Modrons. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the plane of law. Like vaguely rectangular and clockwork? Uh, more spherical, I think, generally. But oh, yeah, fair enough. yeah. Well, that's not the only um, peek into the future that we've had. Oh yeah. So also, hippos from space. The GIF Woo! were previewed. Sorry. So these I'm are basically cheer, hippos from space. Just FYI. Yeah. What a great Gunslinging oh. hippo pirates. Yeah, boy. It's basically what these are. They're from Spelljammer. Oh, time to be alive. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Um, you know. Hippo Space Pirates, take my money. Yeah, D&D, D&D yeah. Beyond has a preview of them. So yeah. it's interesting because I, I thought that D&D was moving away from cultural stuff in the in the races, but they're, obviously they're not because they, they've got like proficiency with firearms and mm. the ability to ignore the loading property. They're just like really good at using firearms. Mm-hmm. They're just like really into firearms. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, <laughs> gunslinging. Hippos. The hippos that sail around the cosmos in Spelljam. I, I, I mean, the artwork is fantastic. They've got mm. like a hippo in a monocle with big braided epaulets and um, looks like a looks like a blunderbuss. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that is. I'm like, yes, this amuses me. Please continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm still probably not going to buy Spelljammer, but there are elements of it that look kind of cool. I'm definitely buying Jackman. I'm interested in the Spelljamming ships. Right, yeah. They do look very cool. We yeah, were, we talked about those week? a bit yeah. last week, yeah, and how some of them look like insects and stuff as well, which mm. look really Yeah, cool. they all look quite organic, and it's yeah. like, yeah. And D- like Dyson it. Logos has been dropping pictures of squid chips all over my Twitter feed. Yeah. I'm like, this is interesting. Disturbing, but interesting. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, Sue, 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 Sue. What else have we got in the news? Doctor Who, which you briefly mentioned last week. Yes, it came out this week. I bought it as well. So, Doctor Who Adventures in Time and Space. Oh. Is this a new edition or what's this? This is the fifth edition Ah, version of the Doctor Who RPG. So, obviously, People 7 have their original Adventures in Time and Space game, which they've had for like 10 years. This is the brand new fifth edition one, and it's called Doctors and Daleks. (laughs) Yeah, of course it's it good, is. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There's tons of previews out there. What I quite like is they've got this quips system. Quips. So these quips. So these are kind of like spells, basically, but they're oh. quips, and you can do like emotional and logical damage to people. Emotional damage. Basically, you can defeat a Cyberman by talking at them. I mean, this, this that does feel Doctor Who. Yeah, that is yeah. that is very on brand. Love it. Yeah, it's very Doctor Who. Yeah, so I mean, they're, they're like they're almost exactly like spells. So they're like cantrip level quips and then first level quips and stuff like that. And if you look at the four maps, they've got activation time, range, target, components, yes. duration. You know, it's it's all just like a spell. Amazing. They've also this is a bit weird. Mm. Stats for the thirteenth Doctor. Uh, which one's that one? 
Jodie Whittaker. Okay, yeah. I thought this was a bit odd, and I don't quite understand it, but they've got the Doctor down as a third-level character uh, with the, an intelligence of 17. Um, okay. Which is not the character that I am given to understand the Doctor is. This, I, I, I haven't seen any of the new Doctor because I just haven't got around to it. But you know who the Doctor yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I am aware. This seems strange. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. It's in the book. I mean, it's a, it's a sample character, and it's right. uh, the Thirteenth Doctor is a third level uh, with the Thinker class. Yeah. They've got classes like yeah, Thinker yeah, and yeah. Empath and stuff like that. So it's the Thinker class. So, yeah, um, third level. Third, I don't, I, I don't quite yeah. get that. I third level. I mean, mm. does it only? Get, it goes up to ten? Or no, I don't. I don't. Well, there's also a Dalek yeah. stat block yeah. that's mm-hmm. been previewed, and that gives you. More XP because it's a CR ten creature mm. than that would take if you defeated just one Darnik, mm. you would be higher than third level. Mm. Given the amount of XP you get for it, so that kind of implies that the Doctor has never defeated a Dark. I don't get it. I don't get. I don't understand yeah. why it's third level. Yeah, that I'm missing is odd. something. I, I'm missing something. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean I, the I PDF mean, is out now, so if you mm. want to get it, yeah, I've got. Yeah, I've got the PDF. Oh, it doesn't really yeah. explain it though. It just has it oh. on a on a page after. The character generation section, then it's just got a sample character, and it's the third thirteenth doc- Doctor. Are, there, I, are a, you as a player meant to play like the Doctor? Can you play the Doctor? Yeah. Yes, yeah. You so, play, so maybe you that's just the, an example, as if you're a third yeah. level Doctor. Then how that works? I suppose. Uh, I, I mean, it seems weird that you'd have like a twentieth level character hanging around with a bunch of first level characters. So I suppose yeah. maybe it's but that just is a thing what where, Doctor Who is. You've got a twentieth yeah, level character it, with NPCs. Yeah. Like you it, know. It's, it's much more pronounced than Gandalf bumming around with a bunch of dwarves and a hobbit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 The paradigm for was much more obvious. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm a little. I mean, I haven't read the stuff, so I fair play to it. But yeah. I'm a little unconvinced by Doctor Who with fifth edition. I just. I don't know, but there's because I mean there's already a Doctor Who role playing game out there, like mm. yeah. by, by Cubicle Seven, Quite which is one. still available, and you can get that. Yeah. yeah, you can get that. It's basically you've got your choice, haven't you? you yeah, can play, it's, it's you can about play with a custom design system, or if you don't want to play anything but five E, you can do it like that too. Yeah, I which guess, is, I get, which a lot of people think so. Yeah, and they did that with Cubicle Seven when they had the One Ring. Mm. They did it yeah. with uh, mm. Adventures in Middle Earth. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And apparently, Adventures in Middle Earth sold way more than the One Ring did. Mm. I can imagine Adventures... quite not being as good as. The but One I can Ring. see that fitting mm. into Fifth Edition better than Doctor Who, though. At yeah. least thematically, it's the same. Yeah, topic, thematically, I and then uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I almost picked up a copy of Adventures in Middle Earth purely based on the exploration rule. Mm. And the only reason I didn't <laughs> is because I was working on a project <laughs> called Level, Level of Art Fifth Edition. <laughs> Which, which also had, had inspiration rules, yeah. and it felt a bit redundant at that point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, it's out. You can buy it. It's, um, it's there. Yeah, so the PDF is available now. The physical yeah. books will be coming uh, next year in the second quarter of 2023. Yeah, yeah. But you can get the PDF so, now. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a very pretty, lovely PDF. Cubicle 7 do do good work. Yeah. They've already yeah. done one extremely good, extremely faithful Doctor Who RPG so yeah. I'd say it's probably worth a shot. It, mm. the, I, I I agree completely, Jessica. It's not it's not a natural fit in my head, but mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, but in fairness, I haven't bought it and read it. I could be wrong. Yeah. Hey, you know, Radiant Citadel came out last week. Uh, this yeah. week. 
Yeah. It kind of, not with a massive amount of fanfare, I felt. It's because it, 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 it was late, so it kind of snuck in the back yeah, quietly so, and took yeah. a seat at the and back. And it isn't out here yet, either. Oh, okay. So it's, it's, it's late in America and even later here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Um, I don't know why out more. Um, yeah. It's I've, pretty strange. I mean, there's been some reviews that have appeared, I think. Um, you know, there's there's been some articles on yeah. some of the larger sort of pop culture sites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of surface level looks at it, it or interviews with some of the creators and stuff. I mean, the stuff I've seen of it looks absolutely mind-blowingly amazing. It looks really good, yeah. yeah it I, does I, look really so good. The artwork, it's like got people going in the sort of terrifying ancient tomb of all sorts of bizarre... Like, I think it was an Indian one I saw. I was like, mm. that looks so awesome. I, 10 out of 10, would be there playing. Yeah. And it seems to have had this sort of lukewarm milk toast reception. I mean... Yeah, I think... I don't think... It doesn't feel like it's had the full hype machine behind it. I'll be honest. Most most people who've got it have mm. responded very positively to it. Great. I haven't, I haven't actually seen anyone say they don't like it. So no. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's had a lukewarm reception. It's just... I don't. I don't feel like the publicity's been there. Well, well, that, that's that's what I'm driving at. I'm not saying that the people yeah. who've actually read it or seen the artwork for it don't like it. I'm saying it's not had the yeah uh, all ubiquitous all pervasiveness of uh, a typical DVD yeah. Release. And I reckon that is due to the delay and timing yeah. with stuff. Because I mean, like Polygon's got an article. PC Gamer bizarrely has an article about it. Inverse yeah. has an article about it. I mean, it's it's all over some of the larger uh, media out there. Yeah. USA Today. Has an article about it, which wow. is a bit weird. It is, it is out there. There was a lot of marketing, I think, was it the other month or the month before when there were pre-orders going on? So maybe mm. they just did a big push for pre-orders and that. Yeah, and the they're also kind of currently marketing Spelljammer with their yeah. gift preview and stuff like that. Yeah. It's kind of all happening at the same time. It's like, it feels like the marketing for this got pushed into the marketing schedule. Mm. So they decided to just take it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Spelljammer's what, next month or something, isn't it? It's really yeah. soon. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 Pretty, pretty soon, anyway. Yeah. So, and then Dragon Arms is not long after that. Mm. Oh yes, cannot wait. Yeah, I'll just say so, it's very different uh, to. I feel that like there's a lot of them being almost because like what's that? That's three books this year, and normally we've been lucky to see one book every two years. So you know, hmm? like the release schedule is much faster. Yeah, we've had like four books a year for the last few years. Yeah, we've had a few. Yeah, we have. There's, there's people that make yeah. graphs of these things. Like the first, the first couple of years, it was like two or three books a year, mm-hmm. except for the first year, which had the core rule books. Mm-hmm. And then it sped up since then. It's been like, and if you count accessories and you count reprints and mm-hmm. things like that, it's uh, actually five or six. But yeah, yeah it's been like four new books, four new hardcover books every yeah. year for like the last five years. That's what it must be. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, um, another thing came out this week. Oh yeah. That's it. Swords of the Serpentine. Oh, yes, yes, by um, Kevin, Kevin Colt and Multiplexer. And, yes, uh, Emily Trisner. Pro- yes, yes, sorry. Thank you. I, um, can't, I can't remember their proper name. It's so this is, me. Yeah, this is kind of the definition of long-awaited. This has been in mm. development for years, I feel like well, three or four years. Well, we, we actually did the uh, actual play for it, didn't we? We did a play test of it, like, was it two years ago? Oh, goodness, at least, yeah, yeah. It yeah, was prior to lockdown, well. that's how long ago it was. I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 20 years yeah. ago then. But it's, it's finally here. It's finally here. It's finally been released. Um, yes, yes. So it's kind of, um, how would you describe it, Peter, from what you re- remember of playing it? Um, it has a very sort of Venetian feel to it. 
Mm. Uh, that one's moving around a city which is uh, full of canals and there's a very, very strong political element with a lot of scheming to mm. go on. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll read this review here. A real Renaissance fan- fantasy. Yeah. A fantasy city that's a little bit Lankmar, a little bit Venice, and a whole lot of corruption is yeah. what this review says. So oh. oh, okay. So, uh, cool. so, so I'm glad I agree with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, well, I mean, the canals are pretty, yeah. It made a strong impression. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And this uses the gumshoe system. Yes, yes, of course. Yes. Um, and which is heavily kind of oriented towards investigation or investigatory games. Yes, yes. It's all automatic success. And the rolling you do is for the degree of extra information you get rather than just the bare bones. Yeah. So, yeah, that's no, yeah. very I mean, it's, 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 it powered Time Watch, yes. Knights Black Agents, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And they're, they're using it in different, different ways. Yeah. And they tweak it for each game. So it's not oh, exactly yeah. the same. No, um, uh, definitely, if I was to run an investigative game, that is probably where I'd get, I'd start looking. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but it's out, and yeah, that's exciting. Mm. It is. And, um, I haven't yeah. quite ordered my copy yet. I should do. Because okay. I, I very much want it. Apparently, from the people who've got it, it's a big old book. It's a very big book. It's like really? proper, proper heavy tome. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And I, I still love the cover of it as well. It's mm. got that woman climbing that yeah. tower, but the image is like a three quarters view from above her, so you yeah. can see the ground below her. Yep. It's like a really, it's a really good piece Vertiginous. of art. Like, uh, love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually feel slightly woozy just looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good, good news there. Sue, 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 what else is in the news? We have another fifth edition version of an existing RPG. Ooh, so Edge okay. Studio have uh, Legend of the Five Rings RPG, Ooh, and they've yes. got a 5e version, which is um, they've announced is coming out on August the 5th, so that's yeah. very soon. Okay. Adventures in Rockingham, it is called. That is the one. Mm. So I've noticed the, the 5e versions of existing things seem to be called Adventures in something. Adventures in Middle-earth, uh, Adventures in Rockingham. It seems to be a, a trend that's starting up. Yeah. But um, And we called our Zeitgeist book Adventures in Zeitgeist. Huh. Uh, bum, bum, that wasn't bum. deliberate either. Hey, anyway. So, um, Adventures in Rock again. Yeah, August the 5th. So this is basically East Asian themed. Mm-hmm. I think it's more Japan than... It looks more Japanese with the yeah, artwork. No, I don't know much yeah. about it, but it, yeah. Yeah. Well, they've, yeah. they've got a, they've got a great wall in it, as I recall. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's the five, it's got some new classes. Mm. We've got, um, the Shinobi, which is basically a, a ninja. Mm. The Pilgrim, the Courtier, the Ritualist, the Bushi, the Duelist, and the Acolyte. You can play humans, you can play a bunch of shape-shifting animal species. Nice. Yeah, and this is produced by S Studios, who are Fantasy Flight Games' sister. Um, ah, Simon. okay, yeah. Um, so Fantasy Flight Games used to do Star Wars as well. Mm. We used to do Legend of Five Rings RPG and stuff. And they, this is all, all the RPG stuff that's shifted yeah. over it's, to Edge. Yeah, it's, it's the same people doing it. They're just under big yeah. company name, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, did, who bought both of them? Was it Asmodee or someone like that? It might not be an Asmodee. Oh, we talked about this the other week. I've forgotten. But yeah, there it was is. Either Asmodee. No, I think it was Asmodee, wasn't it? Yeah. So, I feel, I feel like this is kind of more how to do, if you were to take that Oriental Adventures book from the 80s oh. and you wanted to do it now, this is kind of the way you would do it. I mean, I don't know who, uh, you know, how, how, how diverse the, the writers were. On the writing of this, I've got absolutely no idea. Yeah. yeah. 
It just seems to make sense if you're writing inspired by a culture, maybe have people from that culture on the writing team. I assume team. probably they do. Just so like... You know, people do do that these days yeah. quite generally as, a, as the default, don't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I assume they do. I mean, it looks very pretty. I can see like three... That artwork looks nice, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, but I look at some praise spreads here as well, like the warrior class, a map of Rocky Gan, and this lovely introduction page with like a... Uh, what those... Uh, what the Japanese buildings with the roofs called? Pagodas? Pagodas, yeah, on one side, and then yeah. a ninja leaping across a river. I, I, it's I, absolutely gorgeous. Let I, me show you, you. I think Chinese as well, as it's not just Japanese, but. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, I might pick this up, actually. I am intrigued. I am intrigued. Well, yeah. August 5th, you can. August 5th, you can, yeah. August 5th is an exciting week. Yeah. Oh, oh the D&D campaign case came out as well. The what? So, yeah, again, it's kind of slipped a little bit under the radar. Yeah, I'm not so familiar with that. This is a case which is an alternative to miniatures. So, basically, what you have, you've got this decorative box, uh-huh. which is a big old weighty four-pound solid box, Ooh. kind of briefcase-like with a handle on top. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, um, no, yeah. I remember. We talked about this a few yeah, weeks ago, yeah. You've got this, like, uh, ropey kind of handles. Twisted rope handle on it. Oh, okay. Um, it's made of cardboard, but it's like really solid. Oh, and, and uh, it's all flat pack sort of tokens. And so, yeah, tokens, yeah. circular tokens. And the, uh, yeah, the idea is you carry it to your games theme and you just have it with you whenever you go to your game session. You've got everything there. Yeah, oh. yeah. So what you, what you have here? So you've got sheets of vinyl creature clings, which are kind of like you know stickers, yeah, yeah, like and then a whole bunch of plastic discs that you can stick them on. And then you can peel them off and stick a different one on there. So rather than a load of plastic tokens, you get a bunch of blank discs and a load of sticker sheets. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I guess it's trying to be a bit more environmentally friendly in that Mm, aspect, that there's less stuff. There's this one thing, this review here says, um, this is from Beth Reynolds on my side, and the one side problem is that the creatures don't have names on them. And the DM has to match the art to the monster manual to work out which is which. Oh. Okay. I mean, yeah. you wouldn't want to put the name on the sticker itself, but you could put it on the sheet next to the sticker. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I would have thought. Just uh, to have you organise it in that's easy mm. enough. But, like, I must say, I'd probably struggle to differentiate between the oozes. Yeah. That yeah. could be a fun live stream game, actually. Guess this monster. <laughs> Guess this ooze. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm going to do that next month for... You should. So not only do you have to guess the monster, you have to describe the monster and what it can do just by looking at the picture. Yes, we can do that for right. the Dungeon Delver's Guide. That would be as so an cool. art preview. What is what is this monster and what can it do? Yes, I I like that. Anyway, off to, on a tangent, as you were saying. Sorry. Yeah. Just stealing well, ideas from my I own amusement. I've finished that. Okay. Cool. <laughs> So, is there anything else? No, what I'm just thinking of is if what people about- do want to play the Guess the Monster game, Ian Live will be taking place on Thursday the 18th of August next month, so come along to that live stream if you want to play. <laughs> is, this, is this something we're going to do now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Wow. And Paul Hughes okay. is coming. He's already said, I've, I've checked that date with him. Well, he knows what the monsters are in his book. Yeah, I know he won't. He'll probably be he won't guess, but like the people no. watching the live stream can guess, and Paul can be like, oh, "You are correct." Got you here. Yeah. Oh, okay, no. right. All right. Yeah, because right. Paul okay. doesn't have to guess. Paul knows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. Paul uh, knows everything. Exactly. Yeah. Not just Those about Dungeon Devil's Guide. Oh, just in I've general. Been looking, I've yeah. been looking at some Finnish 
Dungeon yeah. Delver's Guide stuff. We've got like over half the book done and oh. finished and laid out now. And, oh my god. Much excited. Hey Peter, did you have any news about your doings and goings on that you wish to share? Um, I have something for free TTRPG Day UK. Ooh. Ooh. Which is when? <clears throat> Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yes. Just snuck up on us, okay. Uh, <laughs> it snuck up on us in the fact that it was announced. I thought it was like a month away. <laughs> it's tomorrow, okay. It is tomorrow. So okay. I, I guess I was going to ask, did you have anything you wanted? So that would be a no from you. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought it was a month away. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I feel like we just had the American one, and the American and the UK one was supposed to be a month after. Yeah, I feel yes. like that's So I guess the American well. one must have been a month ago then, I guess. That's how time, time works. just went by. What, what, yeah. Once again, linear time. Not Curses. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, anyway, what, what um, have you got? What have you got for UK free RPG day? Dragon versus biplanes. Mm. Nice. It is an adventure for level eight characters, mm-hmm. and um, there is a dragon that has been up to no good, causing trouble. As they do. Some gnomes have got together and have cobbled together some flying machines to deal with said dragon, but mm. there has been an unfortunate happenstance. And in a shocking turn of events, players must uh, retrieve some uh, MacGuffins. <laughs> uh, important engine parts uh, that have been stolen for various nefarious reasons. Uh, mm. Return them, and then there's a big climactic battle uh, mm. where they will be flying biplanes and fighting a dragon. Simple for of late. Yeah, and yes, it's free. The, oh, that's co- free, the, the cover free. is quite nice. Yes, I've seen the cover. The yeah. cover is... Have you seen the uh, cover? Dragons and Blind Games, basically. It's on the link. Do you just link it in there? Uh, I, yeah, that's, that's a link to the uh, product. That's very cool. Thank you. I it, it feels very retro, yet with dragons. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, Thank it's you. like, what if there were dragons at World War Two sort of vibes? Uh, well, mm. well, 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 by planes, but uh, well, well, your, well, point yeah, is, your point is well made. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah it's sort of, I don't know, it, it verges on diesel punk, I guess. Nah. Uh, just because, I don't know, I just thought it'd be really cool. What if you had a big dragon fighting some biplanes? Very cool. And then that's given me ideas for other stuff. So October 4th is when I'll be launching my Kickstarter. <laughs> Somehow, it's like I don't want to launch at the same time as the Delver's Guide. Who could say? <laughs> who who could say? Bizarre, bizarre. It's almost like there's another... Well, I, I, I don't know if it's been an officially announced, but I don't know. Can I, can I talk about other people's Kickstarters? They're about to, if they're about to launch them? I, yeah. I have heard... between, that's, bet- that's between you and them, I guess. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we don't know what you're talking I, about. I, I, I'm happy <laughs> for you to do it, but I don't know if... <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I've heard the rumour about a Kickstarter that's going to be launched. For advanced fifth edition, which is going to be full of exploration challenges. Ooh, yeah. when's that? Sorry, when's that? Oh, soon, like I think twenty seventh of July or something. Was what Ooh, I heard. So it's going to be running at the same time as ours. No, no, it'll it'll finish July. No. I said July twenty seventh of July. Yes, oh, right, and we're okay, launching yeah, sorry, on yeah, August thirtieth. Yeah. And because yeah, of the way okay, linear okay, time okay. works for us, yeah, 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 yeah. I did it wrong. Fine, <laughs> fine. <laughs> Unless they run it for two months, like fine. which maybe that's their plan, but I'm not no, sure. No, no, that's, yeah. that's a terrible plan. Yeah. Like, uh, who is who is this from? Uh, it, it is our mutual friend DM Sarah. Excellent. Oh, cool. Excellent. Yeah, I as I say, it's like I 
I, I, I don't have all the details yet, uh, but I am given to understand it's in an advanced state of readiness. Um, so yeah, I'm mm. really looking forward to hearing more about it because expiration challenges are. I like I, expiration challenges. I'm I do like them. expiration challenges, and it's like I yeah, invented so, them. <laughs> It's going to be a big... It's just an exciting time for to be a fan of Advanced Fifth Edition. Mm. Which, I have to point out, I am. I am foremost a fan of, like, this game. Because I really like it. That's why I spend so much time thinking about it. I wish I could play it more. Anyway. Really? Uh, that's neither here though. Well, if you can't play it, would you like to see other people playing it in actual play campaigns? The official EM Publishing campaign for Level Up, the Starcross Seaway Season 2, is returning very soon. Yeah. Uh, so that is Tuesday, August the 2nd? If, if August 2nd is Tuesday. Yes, it is. Uh, Tuesday, August 2nd, Season 2 is coming back, which I'm very excited about. Um, so I'm just talking... Two weeks away. I yeah. know! Yeah. So it's very exciting. And the DM Sarah, and that's why it made yeah. me think of it, because uh, she is the narrator yeah. again. Yeah. And the same crew is going to be there with the same cast and characters. Yeah. So we're yeah. continuing the story. Um, so if you enjoy season one, yeah, season two. More of the same piratey level up goodness. I, I haven't seen the whole of it, but I've enjoyed very much the bits I have seen. Um, well, Peter, they, you, they can catch up. you can pa- catch oh. up at any time. If yeah. you'd like to listen to podcasts... You can go to enrpg.podbean.com and listen and catch up uh, to the whole Star Wars podcast. Or that, that would if be a lot prefer... more accessible, actually, because mm-hmm. I I struggle to sit and watch it for full full out four hours. Yeah, yeah, because that is even longer than the massive movie blockbusters of today. It's three no. hours, three hours of the sessions. So yeah, uh, okay, yeah. But, yeah. but no, still, yeah. So there is a podcast if you prefer, or if you yeah. want to watch the videos, they are all archived on enliverpg.com. So you, mm-hmm. you can catch up. I think we've finished the news. So, I understand you have a movie pitch for us. Yes, tell us about this. Burrows and Bear Owls. Uh, but, but quickly, though, because we, we, you know, we don't have it all day. Right, right, right. So, Burrows and Bear Owls, colon, descent into the underworld, colon, escape to the surface, colon, part one, colon, A, is a... Uh... I, I like it. I like it. Yes, lots of colons. You, my friend, know how to make movies. Well, well, yes, yes, but that's that's just the title. Oh, uh, uh, there's more. Give us the elevator pitch. Um, well, I suppose we are in an elevator. Well, that's it's where I hold my meetings. So easy escape route. Uh, well, anyway, anyway, anyway. So think Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, good, good. Yes. Crossed with the Walking Dead. Oh, very nice. I I love the juxtaposition. The what? You know, like. Fish fingers and custard. Well, that's not quite what I was going for. Oh, yeah, so, sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah, but please continue. Right, thank you, thank you. So, as I said, Guardians of the Galaxy, crossed with The Walking Dead. Delicious. Crossed with Great British Bake Off. Okay, I didn't see that coming. Crossed with The Godfather. Classic. Crossed with The Blues Brothers. Okay, bit of comedy, like it. Crossed with The Exorcist. It's iconic, I'll give you that. Crossed with Bambi. Oh, the saddest movie ever made. It's quite the killer combination. I I can't see how it could possibly fail. It has comedy, it has pathos, it has horror, it has Al Pacino. No, no, we, we cannot afford Al Pacino. Don't you want to hear about the plot or the characters? Oh, it's the, the, the what now? You know, those things, they, they form the core of the story. Story? Yeah, yeah, like the narrative tale told through the eyes of the protagonists. Oh, I, I don't think we, we want any one of those, no. Protagonist? Story. 
Look, I don't think you understand. Does it have barrows in it? Well, yes. And barrels? Well, several. Then that's all we need to know. Excellent. You're signed. Barrows and bear hours, colon, descent into the underland, colon, escape to the service, colon, part one, colon, A is a go. Really? Yes. Although, I think we need some more colons. Malak the Maleficent here. If, like me, you're enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing on Patreon for exclusive bonus content every week and the warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing you are helping to keep the show going. Subscribe at patreon.com slash morris. There, I said it. Can you stop staring at me like that now? The things I do. All right, all right. Don't forget patreon.com slash morris. Can I go now? So, 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 the D&D movie is coming and San Diego Comic Con is happening. Yes. And lots and lots and lots of lots of movies are being previewed and stuff there, but we're an RPG site, so we're talking about the D&D movie. Mm Mm-hmm. So the trailer came out. What do you think? Quite excited. It looks good. You know they, you yeah. know they promised, they said it was inspired by Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. They weren't joking, were they? No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's fair. That's definitely an influence, yeah. This is basically Guardians of the Galaxy in D&D costumes. I and think... It's exactly the same type of humour, the same tone, the same type of quips and jokes, the same types of characters. Mm-hmm. It's very... Uh, but... Then that, that depends. Like, if you liked Guardians, well, I mean, to be fair, Guardians of the Galaxy is also using a bunch of. I mean, uh, well, first off, we should probably say what the name of the film is, which is Honor Amongst Thieves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Dungeons and Dragons uh, Honor Among th- Among Thieves, not amongst Among, among Thieves. Well, I mean, my opinion of it has now changed completely. <laughs> it's a completely different film. Won't watch it. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I like Guardians of the Galaxy, and I, I like the look of this trailer so far. I mean, it's not. It's not Lord of the Rings. You're not going to get... Don't go there expecting no. Lord of the Rings. But I it's think... very different in tone. It feels more like an actual D&D party. Because, mm. like, Lord of the Rings <laughs> is what I think when most D&D groups get to think they're going to be. It's this epic, deep, fancy thing. But a lot of D&D parties are a bit more silly than There's that. There's that old, old joke where, mm. basically, you've got at the top... Mm. What the what the yeah. party thinks it is, and it's yeah. the fellowship of the ring, and at the yeah. bottom it's got what the party really is, and it's the knights from Monty Python, Monty Python yeah. going run away. That, that, yeah. That's how campaigns start yeah. versus how they end. But yeah, yeah, I know yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> and so this feels more like a party, and I think films yeah. that whenever I watch a film and I've really enjoyed mm. it, I generally look back and be like, that could have been an RPG campaign because of yeah. the way mm. it was structured. Mm-hmm. And this is a very similar so. I look one. at Marvel films a lot like that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So this this film that's coming on March the third next year. The trailer like was released at San Diego Comic Con yesterday. There's also some clips that some people at the show saw which we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Although I do know what one of them was. One of them was like the party is trying to cast Speak with Dead mm-hmm. and they've got five questions they can ask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And apparently the D and D cartoon characters from the eighties also have a cameo in the film. Mm. Amazing. As in a, like a rival Makes adventuring sense. party. Yeah. Funny. Nice. But, yeah. yeah. And this trailer, so basically it's kind of like, you know, it's a party of thieves. Yes. 
well, or thieves. That, I, I mean, like they're thieves movie. in the like thematic sense. Mechanically, you can definitely see that there is at least a moon druid there. Oh yeah, there's a, there's a bard, a barbarian, a druid, and uh, I will say moon druid because what's, that was definitely a bonus action to change to another. What's Regadron Page in it? Fighter is he or, or some kind of fighter or paladin or something. Or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so it's those, it's those four, especially heist movie, from what I can make out. Mm. Yeah, kind of. Uh, I, I saw Red Wizards of Fae in there. Mm. Saw dragons. Saw lots of monsters. I saw dragons. I saw bear owls. I saw Mimic. mimics. Yeah, uh, gelatinous cube. Yeah, displacer beast. Nice. Whole load of a whole load of monsters in there. Yeah, I think it's got the classic little Easter eggs and references that mm. are for D and D fans that they will love. So it's it's yeah. putting in all yeah. the classic tropes there. Yeah, and I like that they're not even just like little obscure Easter eggs and references. They they seem like up there front and center as well. Yeah, they're not, yeah. And I, and I think it's kind of good in that they're not. Because they could have gone with the whole, let's just make it a bit more looking like Lord of the Rings. Everyone knows what an orc is. Everyone knows what a goblin is. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows what a dragon is. We'll use those. Mm. And then we'll just have an Easter egg of a beholder in the background or something like that. It's one way you could have gone with that. Yeah. But they haven't. They've taken the things that are quirky in D&D specific mm. and just whacked them right at the front. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is actually interesting. Yeah. And said, this is D&D. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Which I think was, that was the way to go, I think. Especially if you mm. want to, they want to make D&D a whole big brand and spread mm. out into all these different things. That's what you've got to do. You've got to start saying yeah. what is different about D&D mm. to Lord of the Rings. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, it seems pretty funny. Yeah. yeah um, funny, quippy. I, I, thought it, I thought it was quite jolly. I smiled on several occasions. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm cautiously optimistic. The cast seems very strong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the writing, such as a breakout, seems pretty good. The special yeah. effects budget is definitely there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like so costuming cast- is good. It looks good, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I am cautiously optimistic. Yeah. And also the person who directed it, uh, they've done several films that I've heard of. I'm afraid my COVID tool brain has just completely vanished as to what they are. Oh. Well, I, I, I actually yeah. know who they are and I've also totally forgotten their names too. So it's, yeah. a, it's a pair of people. It's two people. John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. And what else did they make? Oh, Game Night. That was, right, yeah. 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 Horrible Bosses. Spider-Man Homecoming. Ah, yes. Oh, okay. Definitely some fairly strong comedy chops, I'd say. Mm. Yes. They've done a variety of films which were quietly amusing, mm-hmm. none of which I'll describe as major breakout comedies, none of which I think are particularly amazing hits, mm-hmm. but... Uh, they were also quite safe pair of hands, I mm. feel. So, yeah. yeah. Like, they're not, like, the most amazing directors in the world, but I think they'll probably do a fairly good job. I don't see any particular things where they've done a lot of work with special effects before, so mm. that might be a problem for the movie. For instance, Mad Max, Fury Road, that was by the same directors did Happy Feet, and therefore they knew exactly how and what you could get away with with special effects. Here, there seems to be less of a pedigree, but... Then they've got lots of experience from various places like Game of Thrones, maybe to draw on. I don't know. It's hard to say. But I, I think there is a good chance that this movie will not suck. And mm. quite frankly, you've got Michelle Rodriguez getting her arms out. I, yes. I can't see how this could be a bad thing. I think she's there a is, great casting. For there is some suggestion that Michelle Rodriguez's character is a dwarf. So I've seen some people thinking that. Because in some angles, mm. in some shots... It looks a bit like that, and then in others it doesn't. And there's some people been speculating whether like the special effects are completely finished. And yeah, 
Oh, she's really? going to be a dwarf in it or not. I don't know whether no. that's the thing or not. But what I have found is a list mm. of mm. characters and monsters. Nice. So the protagonists are, so we've got Chris Pine is playing Elgin, a human bard, oh. and Harper. Yeah. So Justice Smith is Simon, either a human or half-elf sorcerer. Mm-hmm. Nice. Michelle Rodriguez is Holger, a barbarian, human mm. or potentially dwarf, but yeah. probably human, I think. They could be a half human, half dwarf. That's the thing that exists in the tradition, right? Sophia Lillis is Doric, a tiefling druid. Mm. Okay, yeah. Reggae Jean Page is Zenk, spelled with an X, a human paladin. Ah, yes, there we go. I was thinking, and, we were saying, is he a paladin or a fighter? It's actually, he's so charismatic, it would be a shame not to make him a paladin. Mm. And then Hugh Grant is Forge Fletcher, um, who's a rogue. Oh, not a, a wizard. human, but a human. No, he's a human rogue, but a lot of people think he might be a shape change dragon ah. from the trailer. <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't know that's true. In real life or in the film? In real life, of course. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, he is. But need to stop profiling him, okay? <laughs> so then we've got some antagonists. So yeah. people spotted a Thayan Lich. Mm. A female red wizard of Thay, played mm. by Daisy Head. Okay. And some Theon warriors, guys with like green flame blades and tattoos in the Underdark. Oh, okay. So they appear to be the antagonists that popped up in the trailer. Nice. Then monster-wise, we've got a mimic. Yes. We've got a black dragon breathing acid. Mm. Not fire, which was very exciting. Yeah. We've got a rather chunky red dragon, which people think oh. is Thembertrod from Out of the Abyss. Oh, okay. We've got a Displacer Beast. Mm-hmm. We've got a gelatinous cube, and I did like the scene where he leaps to escape the Displacer Beast by jumping into the gelatinous cube, which is kind of funny. I'm not uh, sure that that's an improvement in your in your situation, but I guess it works. the frying pan into well. the fire. Yeah. Then we've got a giant wolf spider, and then we've got some kind of animated statue as well. Mm-hmm. So that's that's, that's what's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm looking at lots of screenshots of various villains and antagonists a, and things like that. A video we linked on Ian World that's got like 20 minutes of um, people talking through the monsters in the mm. in the trailer and in the show and stuff. So if yeah. you want an in depth, real discussion about just the monsters of it, that's linked on there as yeah, well. Yeah, don't listen to us. Yeah, yeah. What Why we would you listen to this well, podcast? You okay, start. we can do that if you want, but like, like <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it seems like a perfect opportunity for you to. So what's interesting say, is the oh, tiefling, cool. the tiefling druid, mm-hmm. shape shifted yes. into an owlbear, yes. bear owl, which yes. isn't something technically you can do in D anD D. So there's yeah. a bit of creative license going on there, or we're going to see a product coming up sometime soon, which will allow you to do that. I would be shocked to my very core if there's not a book or product made up around our cool. among thieves. Yeah, like, why almost would, certainly. Why would that not happen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It seems it seems likely, doesn't it? Even if yeah. it's just a, a character thing on D and D Beyond as a little, you know, mm. you know. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, so there was also a bit of mild controversy about uh, intellect devourers. Yeah, and intellectual property. Mm. So, a Hollywood Reporter mm-hmm. posted a picture of. The Honor Amongst Thieves movie poster, which they say was being debuted at yeah. San Diego Comic Con. They were there at San Diego Comic Con. And this poster was part of the tavern pro- promotional event. So we've got this tavern you can go in mm-hmm. and you can interact with monsters and NPCs and you yeah. can have a drink of dragon brew or yeah, something. Yeah. A drink. yeah, yeah. Dragon meat but, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they've got pictures of the characters around these like animated video posters of all the different protagonists and stuff all around and stuff like that. 
Um, but also, they had this poster. Now, this isn't the okay. poster that is currently being used as the main D&D movie poster. Looks very Which is cool, a different though. poster. But this is like an ampersand. Mm-hmm. And then it's got, in the ampersand bits, it's got just like various bits of artwork of monsters. So a bit of an owlbear and a bit of a mimic and a bit of, mm. of something tentacular. Uh, and, and an intellect devourer is one of those monsters that you can see in the ampersand. Okay. That's How? like a, that's like a brain with legs, legs. or something? Yeah. 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 Brain with legs that tries to eat your head. Slight problem though. Mm-hmm. The piece of artwork there mm-hmm. comes directly from the Pathfinder 2nd Edition Bestiary. <laughs> produced by Paizo. It does not come from the D&D Monster Manual, which has an entirely different piece mm-hmm. of uh, Intellective Arrow artwork. Yeah, in fairness, the Paizo one, I think, is better. Yeah. Which yeah. is probably why, if you it's saw those two images, you'd be like, yeah, we'll use that one. Yeah. So, how, how this happened is unclear. Yeah, little but... realising that they are, in fact, different companies with very different rights. So we do know that the person contracted to do this poster was an artist called Boss Logic. Oh. And Boss Logic was present at the event um, mm. behind the bar in uh, in an IGN interview, behind the bar as a uh, bartender, just briefly. for So, you know, he's there in an official um, capacity sort of thing. So, okay. Yeah, it's just that there's some people just sort of saying, oh, maybe it's just a fan post. It's not. The artist was there as part of the event. Um, it is, it was used, it is on display in the actual promotional area. Uh, it was, mm-hmm. you know, it has been used by Paramount to promote the movie. Yeah. So yeah, they got the, they got the wrong bit of artwork. And I, I assume Boss Logic maybe isn't that familiar with D&D was basically mm-hmm. took, just Googled for bits of D&D art and just assumed that was Wizards of the Coast and not. Well, or to be I honest, probably never heard of Paizo or Pathfinder. I thought Intellect of Ours were IP of Wizards of the Coast. So. They are not. They are open gaming content. But the really? artwork isn't. Artwork isn't, no. Uh, no, no, indeed. But, um, yeah, but I mean, I, this poster is not released under the OGL anyway, so its terms don't not well, to it. Yes, yes. But I, because Mind Flayers, which Intellect of Ours, I think, are sort of yeah, a lot yeah, of there are, Yeah, there are a handful of... Um, Handful of creatures, yeah. but insect powers that one. But but yes, but but I I can see that it would be a very easy chain of events. Well, mind flares, there was the coast exclusive. Therefore, mm. intellect of ours, which are the larval sage, must surely be into. But which is not the case, as you very rightly point out. But I can see the chain of logic that would lead you to think that. Mm. And um, given the choice between the pathfinder second there and the uh, stuff in the monster manual, I can see why they'd go for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, this isn't like the first time this has happened. Do you remember? And this was. Oh, this was like 2018. So Old Almost Spice. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Old released Spice, yeah. a D&D class called The Gentleman as part of a promotional thing. And I'm like, oh, we made a D&D class. It's called The Gentleman. You can download it for free. Okay. And everyone was like, great, let's have a look at it. And they all downloaded it. And they were like, hang on, hang on a second. This isn't a D&D class. This is a Pathfinder class. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's that thing where, and even this happens in the in- industry sometimes, where people use the term RPG and D&D mm. interchangeably. And so yeah. people that aren't in the hobby do just do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it comes to using people's actual intellectual property, you do have to be more careful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I imagine this probably got resolved very quickly with a quick phone call for you know, like Paizo and Wizards of the Coast are in the same town and they swap employees all the time everyone's worked with each other and knows each other yeah, yeah. socializes with each other so it's mm-hmm. not there's not going to be any problem i wouldn't have thought it's just more fun to talk about but um it's just funny that it happened funny little industry tidbit for you there yeah 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 
But hey, hey ho. So yeah. So are you looking forward to this movie then? Yeah, I'm gonna go watch yeah. it. I'll probably go watch it with my D and D group. Why not? Yeah. Well, I'm definitely gonna go and see it. Yeah. I what I was saying before before we were in our, our break, I was just saying I hope that this does like some good for kind of the hobby because there's a, it's going to be a big blockbuster movie, so maybe mm-hmm. more people will see it and maybe it'll kind of encourage more people to give you know, D&D a try or indeed other tabletop RPGs. Hmm. Maybe we'd like to point out that there are more RPGs out there than D&D, but yeah, I think that's... I, uh, yes, I, I would love that as well. Maybe we'll have to make uh, the next Level Up Advanced 5th Edition movie. Maybe that'll be the next thing we do, yeah? Yeah, because yeah. that's going to definitely happen. Yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, and in this movie, Jessica will play all of the parts. I will, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Django and Hudson will also feature. <laughs> I was old already. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. That couldn't, that couldn't possibly go wrong. I was looking at this picture of Hugh Grant, and they like made him look even older than... He's in his 60s, but he doesn't look as old in real life. No, they made him actually look 60, They've made him yeah. look older, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because they like grade his hair and um, and stuff. But yeah, I thought he was the villain in it, and it sounds like he's not. Well, maybe he's. Able. Maybe he will be. Maybe he betrays the party. It would. Yeah, it would maybe. be a bit of a rogue move. We've not yeah, seen maybe. any evidence of that in the trailer, of course. But um, mm. he, he might have an antagonistic role. He might not. Perhaps. He's yeah, foolish. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. What do you think of the tiefling's horns? Sophia Lillis's horns. I didn't see them in the trailer, but I've seen a still, and they're quite, quite small and cute. Yeah, yeah. As much as horns can be cute. <laughs> yeah, they haven't they haven't gone yeah. with the full sort of prosthetic makeup approach. Mm. Then, yeah, for, for the tiefling and like made her bright red or something, and given her giant horns or anything. They've, uh, they've it's more of a subtle approach, isn't it? It's, yeah, it looks pretty good. I mean, they look they look almost metallic to me. That might just be the light or something. Uh, I, could, I think it's like just the uh, the surface mm. is quite quite reflective. That's um, yeah, almost yeah, lacquered. fair enough. So yeah, probably yeah. because it's going to be uh, paint on latex with a varnish fit, uh, and they gone with a shiny rather than matte. Um, she wasn't method acting and actually grew horns for the role. Wow, what a part timer! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and named after a column. Interesting. Yeah, I like that each of the, on each of those movie posters, the character posters, they've each got a little symbol to kind of related to their class as well. So Sophia mm-hmm. Lillis has got the, the sickle with yeah. some mistletoe, and then it's like Hugh Grant has a harper pin. Mm-hmm. Michelle Rodriguez has a battle axe, indicating she's a barbarian. Ricky John Pace has a helmet, which mm-hmm. is basically paladiny, and then Chris Pine has a lute, yes. indicating that he's a bard. Does that mean he's going to sing? Can he sing? Wait. So mm-hmm. this is called Honor and Thieves. Honorary mm. Rogues. Uh, yeah, he's Grant. Grant. Of course, but not, I point out, has a main character. <laughs> no, it's a full adventuring party, all of whom are their own classes, but they're also all thieves. I mean, to be honest, that makes it even more perfect as a and d game. Yeah. Because mm. the GM said, okay, we're going to play through Honor and Thieves. It's all about a party of rogues who get up to their good. And all the players bring a concept which is completely unrelated to actually using a rogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's like, that's peak D&D right there. Mm. Thanks, yeah. guys. Good job. But they're definitely, I, I like how they're definitely kind of leaning into, like, D&D mechanics there as well. Yeah. It's like, yeah. generally speaking, if you're going to make a fantasy film, you're not going to make them, like, in real life, people aren't classes, are they? 
and characters really fall for you like that. So it is definitely a, a game, um, a game thing just to help you make your character. It's a game artifice. But they've actually brought this kind of into the game itself and they're actually saying these people on screen are actually these classes. Are these things? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm usually wildly outspoken. When I say, well, actually, you don't need to take several levels of rogue to be a thief. To be yeah. a thief, you have to. You just have to steal, steal something. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. know, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like yeah. if you yeah. want to be a fighter, you have to hit things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The rest of it is entirely up to you. Whether you need the mechanical sport or not is up to you. But anyway. mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. That's it. I mean, yeah. there's not much else to say at the moment. No, it's no. good. I mean, the trailer looks pretty cool. I've watched it a couple of times. It looks. Is it, is it March twenty three? It's supposed to be coming out. Uh, March the third. Yeah. And is that just yeah. in the US though? Is that in the UK as well? I, I don't know. It'll Long probably be March. You know, March next year. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, anyway, yeah. So it is. It's Guardians of the Galaxy in D and D costume, isn't it? It's very much that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of joke. I think, that it, kind of humor, I think it's good, and I think it's it'll be. I hope it'll be good for the hobby in general as well. Yeah, I, I think it will be stronger for it because essentially D&D is by essence ridiculous mm. just due yeah. to the fact that you've got a flat roll on everything. So massive success and calamitous goof are six seconds apart mm. at all times. Yeah. And yeah, this yeah. It seems to capture that. I especially is- like the bit where he's throwing himself backwards, has a tongue from the mimic leaps out like, ooh. I'm making notes here for my descriptions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is, I think this is the approach to take. I think if they'd gone super serious and tried to mm. oh, no, go no, along no, the Lord no, of the Rings route, no, it just wouldn't no. have worked. No. Not for D&D. No, no. D&D uh, just isn't, no, isn't Lord of the Rings. Serious, no, no. Uh, I, I mean, you, you, you don't want to try... The, the characters shouldn't be laughing, like, at themselves. They shouldn't be self-aware. They should just be carrying on has vaguely ridiculous, but being very serious about being themselves. And I think yeah, yeah, they could have been to do deadpan humor and things like that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. but like they're not, they're not. The idea is not to like is there is they are like you can laugh at them, but the trick is to make them laughable without laughing at them. You're laughing with them and celebrating yeah. them despite the thing. And I think I think it's quite possible that they may be able to pull yeah. this off. I mean, Guardians I of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy does that perfectly. Yeah, you yeah. don't laugh at the characters, even though the characters are being dumb. Yeah, you're laughing with them because you know that that's the joke. Yeah, yes, and, yeah. and it's all to do with the actors' performances and what the directors get out. Of yeah, them. but Guardians of the Galaxy, I'd argue, they are actually dumber characters because one of them is a talking tree that says, <laughs> "I am Groot repeatedly." Well, one of them is also a raccoon, and one of them is a raccoon with a penchant for stealing other people's artificial limbs. Yeah, which. On paper, sounds horrendous, and yet somehow it sounds like a role playing game. Like it sounds like yeah. people, a bunch of people, get to table and they're like, "I want to play this," and they're like, "That's ridiculous, you can't play that." And they're just, they're like, "No, I am. Mm. I'm no, playing a tree, and I'm only edition. saying we have the technology." Good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think we're done then. We finished yeah. talking about that. Yeah. We've covered everything. We've covered in it about as much detail as you can. Yeah. Excellent. So shall we go then? Yeah, let's go. Yes. When shall we free meet again? Same time next week. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Apparently, I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com.
or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here. Yeah, I was also waiting for a colon joke there as well. I know. I was like... (laughs) It's like right there, man. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, I suppose it subverts expectations. And isn't that what comedy's all about? It's it's mm. highbrow. We're not doing toilet humour here. <laughs> you're just saying that I am predictable, is what you're saying. No, you're we said it was very unpredictable. Yeah. <laughs>